Blog Talk Radio. G's on the Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Sunday to you all. July 16, 2017. What's going on? How are you? It was an easy work of weekend in boxing. If anybody was keeping a close eye on it, you might have missed some action if you were happen to be able to make a quick trip to the store, restroom break, anything like that. There was a lot of action going on this week, as we anticipated, that we spoke upon. And we have some caskets to drop out to some guys. They happened this weekend. Um, you know, boxing has always been such a sport that's been moving so fast. But when it comes to this last weekend that we had, we had some bodies getting dropped. We had some toe tags being issued. And, you know, not only was it toe tagging on a physical type of play, but when it comes to verbal abuse also. And if I'm speaking verbal abuse in boxing, what happened this last week coming up, you already know what I'm talking about. But we want to cover up everything that we spoke on last week involving some world title fights, involving some great height fights, and also some old yellers that got taken out back. But you know damn well that I can't do none of this stuff without my main man, my tag team partner of the podcasting world, going to my man out from God's country in Houston, Texas, D. Willow Wilson. What's going on, man? How you doing today, bro? Oh, man, um, doing good, man. It's good to be talking boxing on this Sunday um, afternoon. Almost reminds me of the, the, the good old days, you know, talking about boxing with some good friends. Oh, um, yeah. It was a good week. It was a good week of boxing. It was a good weekend of boxing. Um, you know, we titled this one Easy Work Weekend because it was a lot of easy work. But even though it was, it was a lot of easy work, it was some uh, pretty exciting fights, man. So, hey. Let's get into it, man. Yeah, man. I think we uh, we were uh, talking about how exciting some of the fights were going to be. I know uh, my boy from Jacob from Long Beach, speaking of the old days, was on Twitter hitting me up about uh, how hyped we should be for this weekend. The fight card that was on HBO um, definitely had some uh, some action in there. Um, I don't know how exciting Burchelt was supposed to look, but... We could start it off with that man who was in his first title defense against Takayashi Miura on the main event of HBO Boxing. And, um, well, I'm going to just keep it real. He didn't impress me overly at all. I mean, he was a, a, a fighter who seemed to be on his back foot for the most part. He was afraid in the first few rounds to let his hands go because he was afraid of that left hand, like the only hand that Miura was able to throw uh, that was uh, – not only leaving some conviction, but leaving some uh, danger. And he could, you could tell when he had some doubt in his mind when he was getting close, he was uh, uh, consistently moving to his right to stay away from that left, um, or to his left, I'm sorry. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I was expecting a little bit more from Burchard. He won a clear-cut, easy fight. It was an easy work, as this episode will be labeled, and it was an easy fight for him. I think he took uh, 10 rounds to two uh, against Miura. A uh, tough customer, and it looked like he could probably give some guys a lot of problems with that left hand. He was throwing with a lot of mustard behind it. But, you know, when you can't hit what you can't see, it becomes a problem. So, um, And, you know, he took a lot of abuse in that fight. Uh, Burchard was able to uh, put some tag. He was tagging him to the body when he was opened up really well. I got to give credit there. Um, and he was getting some shots on him, man. And as I spoke on last week, a death before dishonor type fighter when they got the red dot on the white flag. Those guys come over here, and, and it seems like, uh, you know, they're the walking dead type fighters, and you're going to have to really, really, really get the respect in order to back them up because Miora was coming forward the whole fight, my man. It's like this guy was game. He didn't have the skills to pay the bills, but I'm sure his bills will be paid after this fight because – uh, you know, the, the, these, these uh, Japanese fighters never seem to lose interest from the fans of boxing when it comes to guys they want to see in the ring. I mean, if, if you had two fighters the same way you had Miura, well, you're probably going to have a rock'em, sock'em robot phone booth fight, but that's definitely not what Burchelt wanted in this fight. So what would you think about the main event for this evening, or this Saturday, actually, Willis? Uh, man, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I feel the same way you did. Burchelt was... I thought it was going to be a good fight. I was hyped for it um, after uh, we saw so uh, we saw two other fights. I did want to comment on those. But we made, after those two fights, we, um, we went to uh, uh, Burchelt versus uh, Miura. And I thought it was going to be a good oh, yeah. one. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be way better. But it wasn't. At one point, my wife had to give me a, a nudge. You know, Burchelt was staying away. You know, it was a <laughs> boxing match. But these are little guys, you know. These are little guys, and I thought it was going to be more fireworks, but it wasn't. You know, um, Miura, he's, he's, I think it's probably going to be over. You said we were going to be uh, um, sending a few, giving a few uh, RIPs to guys' careers. Uh, even though he came on at the end, you know, he was throwing that left hand to the body a few times. He was throwing. He's got a lot of heat in that. I'm not saying his career is over, but as a top guy, I don't think he has it anymore. You know, it's just an old guy. He's been taking beatings. He he took a beating last night. Even though it wasn't that exciting, he did take a beating. His face was pretty swollen. And, uh, you know, he probably had yeah. to get checked up after that. But the fight wasn't all, wasn't what I thought it was going to be, man. We sort of hyped it up. I mean, you hyped it up last week. You know, you, you texted me in all caps how your boy Berchelt was going to do some work. <laughs> Yo, fuck and that. He, and, he really, <laughs> and he really didn't. You know, it was um, it was an all right fight. Um, no, I'm not gonna lie. It they performed all right, but the the fight was sort of boring. You know, if you're a hundred and fun. if you're less than less than welterweight, I need to see a little more action than that. Um, you know, I guess uh, Miura was outclassed. He he waited till the end to sort of start throwing punches, and you know he did. At the end, he was throwing punches. At the end, he didn't just give up, but it. It wasn't what a, what we needed to see. No, I mean he was At definitely all. out. It was he was outclassed, and you know it was just a bad matchup stylistically. I think if Burchelt was uh, willing to come forward and exchange a little bit more, um, it would have been something else. Because look, man, let's be honest. Like I, I, I was expecting a, a, a above average fight, but Burchelt. I mean, this guy had actor written all over him. I've seen a fake tough dude all over him. Some of these little rabbit punches that were barely grazing the back of his head, and when the referee warned him, I think it was round seven or eight, nine, one of those rounds, um, 
you could obviously see when the ref was talking to Miura, Burchelt was clear. He was good. He was good. Nothing was wrong with him. He was making sure that this guy was getting a warning at his way, hoping for another point to be deducted. And when the referee turned back to him, he was already grimacing in pain, putting on his really good acting display. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be honors up for, for uh, old Chucky that we've seen fighting against Guillermo Rigondeaux not too long ago a few weeks back. So it was a really good acting job by Burchard. He's uh, but for me, it just seems like he's not ready to be the cream of the crop. Yeah. You beat Fernando Vargas or Francisco Vargas. I'm sorry. El Bandito. Francisco, yeah. You beat that yeah. dude. But so what that, that dude's a, that dude's a punching bag. I mean, he looks like a, uh, you know, he looks like a victim in a car accident every time he's done fighting. So uh, that was his biggest win up to date. I know Francisco Vargas has had uh, some, some exciting fights. I think out of uh, 2015 and 16 was in the uh, fight of the year candidates, if not 2014 and 15. Um, and he was actually involved in against some really exciting fights. Right. Yeah, against Mayor. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, um, if you had a guy coming forward winning an exchange like that, you get fight of the year type of shit. But, I mean, uh, the way uh, Richard handled his business yesterday, I can't fault him for that because at the end of the day, uh, nobody wants to go home with brain damage and you want to get some easy money as best as you can. And it, it looked to me like he really got some easy work. But uh, moving forward for Burchalt, Mr. Actor, Mr. Hollywood, they're talking about Lomachenko next coming up. And, uh, I mean, um, you know, Lomachenko, um, obviously, he's one of the top guys in boxing today. I think Gamble Rigondeaux gives him that work. And I hope to see that fight next. But if not, you know, you got Lomachenko going against Burchalt. Mm. How do you see these two guys playing out, Will? Oh, I don't see. I mean, Burchard looked good in there. He didn't look like he was he was the uh, the white matrix. Um, I don't think he has what it, I don't <laughs> think he he has what it takes to beat Lomachenko. From what I saw yesterday, um, it'll be a good fight. Um, I. I think it'll be a good fight. It'll be a better fight, entertaining. Uh, I think it'll be more entertaining. But, yeah, I don't know if he can beat Lomachenko. I mean, I know. I'm pretty sure he can't beat Lomachenko. Um, yeah, you know. no, uh, it's not going It's not going down. It's not going down, big fella. Um, but you're speaking on the fights before that, man. You had something in mind you wanted to speak on? I mean, I, I know the Joe Smith Jr. fight, if you want to go there to start off the, 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 the top of the card. Uh, yo, uh, you said he let down the USA twice, sir. What, what were you meaning by that, huh? Joe Smith, man, we hyped him up last week. Damn, we hyped him up last week. He came out there. So how I knew, how I knew going wrong, how I knew it was going to go wrong was first of all, he came out. This is a guy born in uh, Staten Island or Long Island, New York, all American. Yep, yep. He came out with the Irish colors on. So I thought maybe Boom. he had the Irish colors on. Maybe I'll see a USA flag somewhere. I saw nothing. He let Connor, I guess Connor McGregor got him hyped where he's acting, you know, he's claiming Ireland and not America. So I sort Man. of, you know, I went in, I sort of, so at that point I had a bad taste in my mouth when, it, when I saw, I was like, okay, this guy here. All right. But he started fighting. I was like, okay, it's still Joe Smith. I still want to see him. He's getting worked. He's getting worked first round. Then boom, drops a, uh, drops a left hand hook to the forehead. Drops my man. Uh, Barrera. Oh yeah. Um, he was like a fish out of water on that ground too. Dropped him. Look, look good. Dropped him. Barrera got up and then the 
started just whooping his ass for the next 11 rounds. Oh, no, 10 rounds, because or nine rounds, because yeah, um, nine rounds. I remember the um, the Outsiders uh, podcast, especially you, RC, you let us know last week that it was going to be a 10-round fight. But for some reason, HBO was acting like they didn't know it was a 10-round fight and that it was just changed to a 10-round fight. So I'm not sure what happened there, but they said it was going to wow. go 10 or it was going to go 12. They had it as a 12-round fight until the 10th round, and then they were like, oh, uh, we just got word that this is the last round, you know, and they were trying to blame <laughs> people. But wow. I'm 100% sure that you told us last week that it was going to be a 10-round fight. So I don't know what happened there. But, you know, Joe Smith let us down. Not only was he easy work, he wasn't throwing shots. You know, his corner was saying, you know, he was like, I'm giving it all I got. Like, he, he, he went out just like a pure sucker, man. And, and he let us down with that. Um, I'm very sickened. Um, I'm I'm sickened that I let my guard down for this guy and tried to bring him into the uh, into Willow Country, <laughs> and he let us down just like that. It was very it was sickening, man. It was very sickening. Joe Smith, maybe you know he's got fire. He's still dropping bombs, no doubt. And all his heart that he had, it didn't it didn't seem like it was coming out. And Sullivan Barrera might not be, you know, last last time we saw Sullivan Barrera, well maybe not last time. Last time I saw him. You know, he was fighting Ward, and, he, you know, he was looking like barbecue chicken out there. But maybe he's not yep. that bad. Um, he, was, he was giving good work to that guy, Joe Smith. He looked pretty damn good. Big guy. You know, he was hitting him with some shots. He might not be the strongest of punchers because he, uh, he hit him with a few uppercuts that, that should have dropped him, but he didn't. Or maybe Joe Smith is just tough. I don't know. But, you know. It was it was a shame, uh, and I'll give Sullivan Brer some credit. Uh, I'll give him some credit because he looked good in there. He looked very skilled, and uh, unlike a lot of Cuban fighters, he had the um, he had it wrapped up. He had the fight sewed up, and he was still looking for the KO. So you know they were talking about maybe he fights Kovalev next. I want I, I would like to see that fight. Um, it might not be easy work for Kovalev because uh, Sullivan Brer is a big dude, uh, swole, and he's got skills. So you know. That was a, you know, it was that was another easy work fight uh, that we was sit, that we saw all night. I don't know if yeah. you get to check that out. I know you were at the store. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I was on the store. No, 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 I, I was, was watching PBC. it. You was at the store. Yeah, that was the PBC. That was the PBC, my man. So um, yeah, I watched it, man. And um, you know, um, one thing that I thought about after that first round had ended, even though Joe Smith Jr. looked nice, you have to think about the level of competition before the fight for both guys. Joe Smith Jr. was in there with the elder Bernard Hopkins, who can still go. Don't get it twisted. Bernard Hopkins can still go with some of the best of them, but when it comes to the cream of the crop, maybe not so much. And you look at the other side, Sullivan Brer, his last outing was against Andre Ward, the, the, the crusher slayer. And you have to kind of put these things together, which we, sh- which we both should have thought about going ahead, uh, you know, coming from last week. When you're fighting, it's like when you're playing – a high-level football team, and then the next week you're fight, you're playing a team that played a low-level football team, and they're kind of, you know, feeling themselves a little too much. It seemed like Joe Smith Jr. really was getting bullied in there, and you're right, man. Some of those uppercuts that Sullivan Barrera was landing, they were getting through his guard, and they were piercing, man. I mean, Joe Smith Jr. was definitely taking some shots. I mean, toughness has got to be issued or given credit to because he was definitely taking some tough shots, man. I mean, Sullivan Barrera, like you mentioned about him being – um, we spoke on it. 
the, the physical appearance of this man, he looks like he's a straight killer, power puncher. But um, with the Cuban background, uh, more of a technician. But when it came down to it, he was uh, he was hung- he was the more hungry fighter in there yesterday. And Joe Smith Jr. Maybe he's yeah, I mean you know maybe he put in too many fucking twelve hour shifts on the on the construction site or something because he was looking tired early in the fight. Within the fourth round, he looked gassed. And I mean, um, uh, Joe Smith definitely a tough guy, man. You know um, the white delegation has to be very let down for this one because it seemed like they had somebody that was going to bring them uh, in the mix of boxing, somewhat as in the, the late 80s, early 80s type of fighter. Um, and, and it didn't happen like that. You know, I felt like there's not too many white dudes I rock with, but I was really hoping for Joe Smith Jr. to be one of those guys to break through. You know, he credit, credit being given. He's a tough fighter. He was in there. And, I mean, he dropped my man Sullivan Barrera. And I got a lot of heat coming from my boys out in Miami because, um, obviously the belt went back to Miami with Sullivan Barrera, and they're like, well, you, you're going for that white boy? What's wrong with you, man? But I'm like, yo, um, it, it's a bigger picture rather than being biased to the to the home state. So um, you got to give credit where it's due to Sullivan Barrera hats off. I mean, the guy looked really good, and I think that a little bit of credit has to be given to Andre Ward for sharpening him up as much as he did by giving him a boxing lesson last time they fought. So he went in there with the master technician and went back to the ring with a chip on his shoulder against a guy who just couldn't offer the same opposition when it came to level of skills. So definitely being credit given there. Um, when you're talking about moving forward for both guys, you know, Solomon Brer got him a strap and, um, I, no, 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 he don't have a strap. That, that was a fake strap. That was a, that was, oh, that was yeah, like that some, the main deal. Yeah. It's like an international. That's a baby strap. But I think yeah, that probably I think they probably took him to at least number three, or three or four. He's top. Four, he's a top four um, welterweight. I mean, not welterweight. I want to talk about light heavyweight. In light the game. heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he would be number four. I would guess number four he coming got, behind. He definitely the got top him dog. Yeah, top dog at Kovalev. Um, so. You know, if I was Sergey Kovalev, I'd probably be going after Joe Smith instead. <laughs> you know. You say that again if you were who? Oh, I said if I was Sergey Kovalev, I'd probably be targeting Joe Smith Jr. instead of Sullivan Barrera at this point, you know. Oh, yeah. Business definitely. Wise. I Business would. Wise. Yeah, definitely. Or, yeah, I wouldn't talk. I, yeah, if I was him, I would probably take one off before I fought uh, Barrera. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what he does, you know. We'll see. But I think, um, you know, we, we'll talk about that PVC, but that boy Marcus Brown looks you know, he was he had some easy work too in that light uh that light heavyweight division this weekend. But we'll talk I'm sure we'll talk about that. But you know, we'll see what uh I think um Joe Smith he's probably he's probably crying today. He's probably having a bad day. Um you know, at one point they were like, Do you wanna stop? You know, do you wanna be a boxer, you know, they were they were giving him everything like this was his life. His life was on the line. Oh man. His life was on oh, the line. Man. Like, you know, not his physical life, but you know, as him it's this was the level this was gonna be his chance to step up and not be working these twelve hours. You know, they were bringing up his daughter. Hey you for the family, you gotta do this for the family and he still didn't have it. Oh, so that's man. either that's either Sullivan Moreira is that good, which he is a Cuban, you know, Cuban amateur, you know. It, it was it was just, it was out there, and he couldn't do anything. And Joe Smith, I don't know if he's done, because he still was throwing haze. You know, there was a couple of points, 
maybe you know throughout the throughout the entire fight where he hit Barrera and Barrera took a few steps back, you know, but he just don't have any skills, and that's probably due to working, you know, seven twelves. You know, it's hard to work seven twelves yeah. and be a boxer. Man. I, I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping for Joe Smith to do it, so he can show us, you know, because he's got that lightning. I'm not, you know, we can't discredit this guy's, uh, this guy's hands. He's got the lightning. He dropped old boy on the forehead with the left hand, not even the right. You know, so he's got lightning. So I just want to see, man. Maybe somebody can invest in him, invest in his family, and get him back on track. You know, that's gonna be his uh, second loss, I think. Um, you know, though I don't know. Light heavyweight's got a lot of not a lot of good guys in there. So, but they're all young. Everybody seems to be young in the light heavyweight game, except for Kovalev and Ward. So, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, most definitely, man. I mean, like you said, the dude still got some pop in him. I'm sure he wanted to get Ferrer out of there early so he could get back to his construction site and finish his job, his contract that he's got. Um, but, you know, uh, when it comes down to it, you know, Sullivan Barrera was the more polished-up boxer at this point in time. Um, I think the the power was a little bit – I wouldn't say overrated, but I think he was um, – I think he was banking on the power more than he was banking on uh, making it easy to get him opened up more. So, uh, Joe Smith was definitely swinging for defenses at one point in time, and you, like you said, they were mentioning a lot of things to try and get him going, talking about the family, this and that. I mean, I, you know, that's just that's rough to hear because, you know, we are talking about the common man, a guy that is um, doing a nine to five on the other side, and it's longer than a nine to five actually. So, and and one of the most uh, uh, toughest jobs out there that there is when it comes to physical labor. So, um, you know, hopefully this will be the wake-up call for him. Hopefully when it comes fight time, he would know how to rest himself a little bit better because it seemed like fatigue was an issue when it came into that fight yesterday. But um, I wouldn't say the, the – Yeah, I didn't see that, RJ. I wouldn't say man. Because he was – I didn't see him being tired. In fact, I was thinking to myself at the end of the fight that he's not tired. That's what I thought of thinking because he was – you know, he was getting hit. But he was doing a lot of dancing. He was going around. You know, he was – it actually looked like he was a, almost a boxer. But he didn't have any skills. So when he wasn't punching, he was looking – you know, he was doing a lot of movement. It wasn't the best movement, but it looked like he was moving. I thought he was moving the entire fight, the whole 10. I keep on saying 12, but the entire 10 rounds. Yeah, yeah. I, to me, it just looked like he was outclassed and just didn't yeah, have it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The fundamentals are definitely that's just issue for him because – you know, Sullivan uh, Barrera could just do I'm not sure what happened there. If I'm on or RC's on. Oh, shit. Let's My see. bad. The mute button was fucking with me, man. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> But, no, like I was saying, but. um, Mid-mute. The, uh, that was that white on white night, dog. Now you talking to me <laughs> at the same time, dog. <laughs> no, no, it's all good, man. Uh, I'm back in. I'm back in the city now. I'm back in, in my, my confines right now. So, it's all good as well as. Just talking some crazy nonsense right now. I don't know what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you hey, know, before, uh, hey, before we go right to now. the PBC, oh to yeah, break PBC, down, break, break it down. I was just seeing. Did you watch the Corrales uh, Castellino, however you say his name, Castellino? Oh man, Castellino. I think it was crazy looking fight. Yeah, Castellino. Yeah, man. That was a crazy. What the fuck was that, man? What the fuck was that fight? That shit was. 
I mean, you had fucking stoppage in between rounds with a referee fixing his fucking bow tie. I mean, that's just one of the things we could speak on of how crazy this fucking fight was. That shit was, I mean, it got me hyped just speaking about it right now because you had a guy get Yeah, it was entertaining, though. <laughs> it was entertaining. I ain't going to lie, man. I mean, uh, you, got, you had homeboy getting dropped when he's 10 pounds heavier than this guy, and then he's dropping the same guy with, uh, with hitting him on his guard, a block shot knocking this guy down. What a fucking crazy fight, man. You had headbutts galore. I mean, uh, this shit was a goddamn sideshow, man. I mean, what, I got when I found out that it got stopped because of that other headbutt, and if you've seen the reaction to my man after winning that fight, he knew damn well he was losing that fight, and, I mean, you know, um, the, the 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 blonde top looked like he was really hyped to get that win, which was kind of a, uh, I wouldn't say a gift, but borderline gift because he was getting worked. I mean, it was a um, fuck. I don't know what you want to call that fight, my man. How would you even describe that it was, shit? What it was was this versus a boxer, man. It was sort of is a guy jumping in and out with his head, just like it was a guy that it was a supreme <laughs> athlete with no defense fighting a guy that can box. So, this, you know, I, and I think they thought it was going to be easy work, maybe. I don't know what they were doing, but I think it was supposed to be easy work. You know, a guy a, a guy that has crawled, a Mexican guy that has crawled his way out, uh, Castellanos, who, uh, you know, who had lost 11 fights before then, but, you know, had made his Jesus way um, to, you know, to come up. But, you know, he's, that he was just a guy that got thrown in, so he could box, man. I'm not gonna take anything away from him. You know, some of these guys they take the hard road, and he took the super hard road to get up there to uh, to to, um, to fight for the championship. And he was doing good work. They were both jumping in crazy. You know, not both of them. He was coming forward. Uh, Castillo's, uh, I mean, not Castillo. Corrales was jumping in crazy, and you know, they're head butting each other. He hit, a, but I think. I think Corrales uh, won the fight, you know, I think, but it was very close. I don't think it was a gift. Um, I don't even know if they should have stopped the fight because it was under the eye, but it was a big-ass cut. Um, So, you know, I just thought that was probably the most entertaining fight of the night. Um, That was the only only fight out of the six that were on TV um, or the, no, the seven that were on TV. Out of the seven fights that was on TV, that was the only one that wasn't easy work. And um, Corrales, even though he has a belt, I don't think he's the real deal. He looks like a super athlete. He looks like anybody with punch and power can drop him. Easy. Yeah, man. It was definitely a back-and-forth affair. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, my man Castellinos has to get a better cut, man. Like, you know, uh, he was leaking from the top of that head pretty heavily. And they couldn't get that shit stopping. And when the fight ended off of the other head, but, I mean, this guy was just a bloody mess, man. It was a, a really ugly <laughs> it was a really ugly look he had on him. And I know that I know that Golden Boy Promotions was pretty hyped on him and trying to get this guy's train rolling. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was an entertaining fight compared to the rest of them because the other ones were so super one-sided that uh, it was nice to get this one in the mix because, like you said, out of all those fights that we had going on yesterday, the RIPs, the tote tags, the body bags. Uh, this one was actually the here and there. Here we go. Here we go there. So it was a, it was definitely a, a good mixture put in the mix of all that shit that was going on yesterday. But it was definitely a sideshow event. I think there should be a fucking rule change 
for the time should never stop giving a guy extra 20 seconds because the referee's got to fix that bullshit bow tie. Just take that shit off and throw it out the ring. If a fighter's got their uh, tape hanging from their fucking glove, okay, cut the fucking tape. You're not going to have him tape up his shit right then and there on the side of the ring. It never happens that way. So who gives a shit about this referee's bullshit bow tie? If that's the fucking case, they just need to get him the fucking bullshit that you buy from the clip-on or the little clip-ons that you get at the store and fix them up real proper. But, I mean, I guess it is boxing, the gentleman's sport, so the referees can't show up to work without their, their proper work attire. So I get that, I guess. But I just found that shit a little fishy. Even the commentary team was like, you know, Max Kellerman was like, that should never happen. And I was, I was yelling that shit right before he said it. I'm like, what is this? What's really going on? Sideshow event of a boxing match that that was yesterday. Hell yeah. Um, but it, like I said, it was good. It was sort of a good fight to clash of styles. But who you think it's uh, – who is the second best guy at 130? Is it Corrales? Is it Burchelt? Or is it uh, um, the Omega Cheater um, Toledo? <laughs> I mean, we know Lomachenko. Lomachenko has the WBO. Corrales has the WBA. Burchelt has the WBC, right? And then Davis has the uh, yeah. IBF. Can Corrales beat Davis? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, we're saying R.I.P. Miura, but can can uh, does Corrales beat Miura? Man, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I mean, um, the way it looked like he looked like he'd make more of an interesting fight for sure. Like obviously Miura is one of those guys who's going to struggle with a, a a boxer who's not going to let him get those shots in, like the way Burchard did yesterday. So he's going to struggle with guys like that. You know, that's just. That's just the way it is when you got a guy who's flat-footed and coming forward consistently. So I think when it comes to another another style like we seen yesterday, I think it could be made for a lot better of a fight. And then maybe we'll see some of those left-handed haymakers that weren't able to land yesterday from Mior landing on the other side. And I'll tell you what, man, if one of those left-handed haymakers he was throwing lands on one of these clowns, it's good night. Maybe not Salido because Salido's as tough as they come, and I'm sure he's been punched like that way harder whether it's in the boxing ring or whether it's in the street, because Salito's just one of those guys who's battle-tested, you know what I'm saying? And it's hard for me to say that some of these guys are better than Salito because they're giving – everyone gives Lomachenko so much credit, but the motherfucker has only fought on a count full of two hands. And plus, you know, Salito gave him that work, however they want to call it, uh, you know, with the low blows that were being given. Hey, it is what it is. Blame Vic Draculich for that, for being a terrible ref. But, hey. Solito's one of those guys, man, that you don't want to put anybody in there who's not battle-tested, like Lomachenko was not battle-tested. Sure, he's had some good fights in the Olympics, but um, has he ever seen a customer like Solito? I don't think so, and I'm not. Everyone knows me. I'm not a fan of Mexican boxers because I think they're easy work when it comes down to picking them apart. That's just me. Pick them apart and, um, and you know, slice up, slice up your turkey and, and, and eat them up. It is what it is, but... You know, Salido's a tough motherfucker, man, and I really would like to see the rematch with him and Lomachenko, but it seems like a whole bunch of bullshit's going on in between, and then you got other better things you'd rather see, like like Rigo versus Lomachenko before it gets older. So it's like, yo, we'll, we'll just see how it goes down. But uh, definitely, uh, we're talking about the 130-pound division with having uh, 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 so much depth. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing at all. Yeah, These little actually, guys to keep it coming. It actually does. So that's that's you know I, I talk down, but when you look into it, it actually's got you know six guys that are that are actually all right. And Mura, you know, I say I, I said R.I.P. and I want to apologize. 
Because, you know, looking at it, Corrales has a belt. I think he could beat Corrales. Uh, can he beat Davis? Yep. Probably not. Uh, can he beat Salido? He might be able to drop Salido. So, you know, I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to. And they got that other Japanese guy, uh, I believe. <sighs> forgot his name. But there's another Japanese guy, I think, um, that's 130, and he's all right also. So, you know, 130 is looking good. You know, no nobody that's that's really killing the scene. Maybe Davis uh, gets up there. But, you know, Lomachenko probably has easy work with most of these guys except Salido. You know. Yeah, true that, true that, true that. I mean, um, but, you know, did you by chance catch the – the, the casket that was being made, the toe tag that was being issued, the body bag that was being placed out for one, a ghost, Robert Guerrero. Yesterday, again, somebody who I had issues with running back in the 2014 with uh, a little verbal exchange I had with uh, Omar Figueroa Jr., little uh, little smart mouth kid at that time, saw water under the bridge. So every time I see him fight, pulling for the other guy. But – Yesterday, we witnessed the ending of a career. We witnessed three straight losses, and we witnessed five knockdowns in a two-round span. And, I mean, where does Robert Guerrero go from here? When When he got knocked down, he got up and he fought like a fucking warrior, no doubt. But that was for only about 15 seconds. And then he got straight back to the canvas. Uh, a guy that we're talking about that was in the money Mayweather sweepstakes at one point in time, Robert Ghost Guerrero. Yeah, that guy. Just getting absolutely annihilated on PBC. Annihilated. And, I mean, I give him credit for what he's doing. He's a tough dude, no doubt, to keep on fighting the way he does. His dad's a fucking piece of shit for letting that fight go on because the way it looked, there's no fucking way in hell Guerrero was going to come back and win that fight. No way whatsoever. I mean, Figueroa has a good offensive game and his defense is trash, but when it came down to it, Robert Ghost Guerrero had nothing to offer this man. It was, as my man D from the 843 calls it, bobblehead city. That's what happened with some of those uppercuts he was taking yesterday. Willie, if you had to give any advice to Robert the Ghost Guerrero, what would it be? Oh, man, I would say hang it up, man. Um, I think isn't – I might be mistaken, but I think Guerrero is a uh, is a hundred forty pound fighter. Um, yes, sir. I could be off. He is um, right. It, so he was he was, he was a welterweight, but yeah, he's he's been moving from around, and I think that uh, uh, I actually right now no no he's actually a welterweight right now. Yes, he's at the one forty seven ranks right now. Um, and, right, and no, so is Omar Figueroa. Yeah, he fought at one forty seven last night. But he looked real fat. I thought he was uh yeah. I guess he's young. For some reason I thought he fought at one forty. So, you know, he's been off for a while. He didn't look he was throwing bombs out there, I guess, but it didn't really look too good. He didn't really look too good to me. Um if I was the ghost I would probably say hang it up. I got beat by a guy that was in there that was fat. I'm getting dropped by uppercuts. Didn't even look like sleepers, you know. That last punch, shot to the gut probably would, probably was. That was a nice hard punch, but he hit him with an uppercut one time. It didn't even look like sleepers. Maybe this guy's punching that hard, you know. Um, and you're right. I was uh, 
I was like, this guy's dad. I don't know who I was talking to. But, uh, oh, it's my boy. He was over here. We were watching the fight, and I was like, look at this guy's dad. Uh, he's got uh-huh. you know, why isn't he stopping this fight? This guy's, a, you know, want to fight through your son. And he, you know, oh, if it was up to his dad, he would have let him get killed in there last night. And y'all, it looked like he was about to get killed, man. I would hang it up oh, about man. Ago, man. You had an all right career, nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, you fought Money Mayweather, you got paid. So, you know, I would say that's uh, another man. big one. Um, it's a RIP. It's a definite RIP, man. Close casket. And yeah, and right now at this point in time, his dad, Mr. Old Baby Nuts, that motherfucker is by far the worst trainer in boxing. There's nobody worse than that guy. And he was ready to let his son die in the ring last night. I mean, after the fourth, I mean, after the third knockdown, where there was about 10 seconds left on the clock, um, I thought the referee was going to call it, no doubt. Uh, I think the fight went three rounds. I was mistaken because I said two earlier, but I think it went three rounds. And after the 10-second the, the mark, when it was the third knockdown, the referee, I thought I had to call this fight. It's a wrap. You've got to call it. They let it continue. And, I mean, like you said, there was not no shot that he took that was a wound-up punch that was cocked back, that was thrown with some mad mustard or anything like that. These were just basic shots in the phone booth. You know, it looked like you just hitting a punching bag, and the punching bag was, was one Robert Ghost Guerrero. And, I mean, you know, when you witness a fighter who's been through, through hell and back just get dismantled the way he did, I mean, you know, we've seen Danny Garcia working as a commentary on the side. He had to be looking at these guys like fresh fish on the lot. I mean, if you want to get just an easy payday in between some work, let's just, you know, let's see how Omar Figueroa does. Because uh, I've seen a report saying that he has no issues getting back down to 140. But if he wants to continue this, this run in 147, my man, we know how deep the 147 division is. And I don't know if that's such a good idea for Figueroa because he's, he's been a fighter whose who's, uh, offense has really got him, you know, as far as, as far as this has gotten him in his career to this point in time. But when it comes to his defense, I mean, this guy has been busted up by by very lackluster punches and with no power whatsoever. He's been busted up, and he's been a walking scar in some of these fights. His nose, his eyes, he's been he's been lumped up because of the lack of defense. He likes to go Mexican style, as Triple G and the other clowns like to say. Uh, I don't know how he could fare with the guys like Earl Spence, Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Marshawn Porter running back, running back boxer. Uh, I mean, I don't know how he fares with any of these guys, so maybe that's why he's already looking at going back down to 140 because he got some easy work. Let's be honest. If you're, if you're going to fight a guy like Robert DeGos Guerrero, you're going to get some easy work if you're a guy who's as young as Omar Figueroa is. And, I mean, um, it's just a pedestal type of fighter because he's got the Mayweather sweepstakes under his belt. He's got some good fights and, uh, it's just a pedestal type of fighter, and you know it was a uh, uh, foolish like Robert DeGos Guerrero to try and fight somebody like that at this point in his career, coming on three straight L's. R.I.P. Toe tag him, put him in a body bag, zip him up, freeze him. It's over for Robert Guerrero. Man, yeah, definitely letting a fat guy come in, and but at, you know at some point <laughs> he was hurting him. That's how we know, uh, you know, Figueroa was hurt. Figueroa was also hurt within them three rounds, probably two times, I want to say. So, yeah, he, he needs to go back down to 140 where he probably has a better a better chance, um, you know. But, I yeah, 
That was it. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. He's not. (laughs) It's a wrap wrap for Guerrero and Figueroa. He needs to get some defense. um, Yep. Or go down to 140. That's about it. Yep. Well, let's touch on one more fight before we get into the big hall circus that's been taking over boxing for this last week. Your boy, Willa, UK brother, Chris Eubank Jr., looked like he had some easy work last night also. But, I mean, easy work against 37-year-old Arthur Abraham last night in London. Seemed like it was just a, a toy with sparring session. I know you were speaking to me earlier today about this. To me, Chris Eubank Jr. has definitely a lot of tools. I like this guy. I really do, man. I like his, his charisma a lot. And I think he could, he could make some noise, you know. He's a, I, I wouldn't say he's a lot more bark than bite. But, you know, when you get guys who are charismatic and and seems like they want to make things happen in this sport. They could be better for the sport, depending on whose side you believe with the whole Triple G nonsense that happened beforehand. But Chris Eubank Jr., Will, I know you've been critical when it comes to talking about these U.K. brothers. So what do you feel like after watching Chris Eubank Jr.'s easy 12-round victory, I mean, over Arthur Abraham last night in London? Uh, Yeah. Um, I watched the fight. I caught it just a little while ago just to check it out. I wanted to catch it, but I couldn't find it on my uh, on the fire stick. Fire stick let me down yesterday, but it's probably because I don't know how to use it. But um, I watched the fight, and it was, yeah, it was another easy work night. It was our day. Um, Abraham was just out there. He was just out there pretty much getting beat up. Um, but he couldn't drop him. At this point in time, you know, I'm like I, I usually say, you've got to prove yourself to me if you're a UK brother. And Eubanks is, is showing that he might be all right. He might be the good. Um, he might be legit. But that didn't prove it to me. Um, what I saw wasn't anything special. Um, he just beat up an old guy who used to be good. An old guy who was old in the uh, Super Six, you know, Abram, uh, Abraham was done, um, was done during the Super, I thought after the Super Six, so it's, uh, you know, it's another RIP, definitely, um, <laughs> yeah. I wish you would hang it up, that shit, that's two and a half RIPs we've get, that were uh, handed out uh, <laughs> yesterday, so definitely, yeah, we handed out think, the RIPs um, like jelly beans. Like jelly beans today. It was um yeah, it was just easy work. That's all that was. I mean that was pretty much it. Easy work, easy and then, work. And speaking of easy know, work, and Marcus man. Brown Go got easy work. Marcus Brown oh, got yeah, some yeah, easy yeah. work also. Um another guy coming up in that uh the light heavyweight division. And um uh somebody else got some easy work. Now I'm drawing the blank, man. Uh, somebody else got some easy work. I'm sorry that uh, oh, man. I don't you got know, the names. So I'm trying to fit. It was the first don't fight. Worry about it, Will. Uh, heavyweight. Was it heavyweight? Yes. It was two Polish heavyweights. Spilka. Spilka got, oh, Spilka by, got that work. His brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spilka <laughs> yeah. Got, got, got some good work early. Uh, you know, Spilka was looking good for a second. I wish I knew the guy's name. Uh, it was, but hey, his name was yo. Babyface. Babyface. 
Snooker was trying to taunt a little bit when he was hurt, putting his hands down and acting like it was all funny yeah. games. And he he got worn back, man. Yeah, me me and my he thought I, yeah. I don't think he got I don't think he was taunting. He got I think he got hit, and it just I think he just got froze. So it looked like he was taunting because his hands was down and his face was up. But I think he was froze, man. And then he just caught like four more. Uh, yeah, Spilka got that work by baby face. Um, you know, a heavyweight. He, that, I think they say he throws like uh, I don't know if they were saying like a hundred punches around. I, I don't know if that that sounds crazy, but they say he throws a lot of punches for uh, for a heavyweight. You know, he didn't really look that good, but you know, just another heavyweight, I guess that can. Yeah, yeah. Spilka was uh, Archer Spilka was a nice contender at one point in time. At one point in time, a number five contender in the heavyweight division. But I tell you what, man. A lot of people want to talk shit about Deontay Wilder because of his lack of skills, but there ain't no question in the motherfucker's power. And I just think that after that brutal-ass knockout he took, he's fragile. He's, he's broken. Deontay Wilder broke that man. And, I mean, some of the punches yesterday, I mean, the final punch that was just like, good douche, chin shot. You know, I'm surprised it wasn't lights out again where he was on the canvas just straight. You know, probably looking how D from the 843 wakes up every morning just just, just laid the fuck out. Like, he was ruined, man. Like, I was just like, you know what, man? That was one of the first highlights I had seen of, of the fights going on yesterday. So it's easy to, how we forgot and brought that one up towards the end. But, yeah, RIP to Arthur Spilker because when it comes yeah, to Spilker. handing out some of these, you know, it's a heavyweight division now, my man. RIP, yeah. bro. You, you, you know, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, my man. Yeah, I know that PBC – Went for like an hour and a half, three fights, an hour and a half. So, you know, that was a lot of easy work. (laughs) That was definitely easy work Saturday on PBC. If you like knockouts, you should have been paying attention to the fights this weekend, man, because they were handing them out like jelly beans, as we said earlier. But, you know, speaking of easy work, Willa, easy work. One Floyd Mayweather says point to the easy work. As we had the world – Clash, the world tour, the clash of both worlds of the MMGA world, and the cream of the crop, the gold standard, the the top of the mountain of boxing when it comes to Floyd Mayweather. The respect has not been given whatsoever by this loudmouth Irish fuckboy who's been talking the most disrespect, the most shit, doing stuff that is basically sideshow WWE entertainment. I mean, when it came to the London press conference when Mayweather got in the ring and you see Conor McGregor doing the Vince McMahon walk right behind him and, and rubbing Floyd's head and doing all this other bullshit, like, it's just been really, really crazy. And, you know, um, we're used to seeing Floyd Mayweather being the bad guy when it comes on to the crowd reaction standpoint. But I feel like whether you are a, a Floyd Mayweather fan or not, and if you're a boxing fan, I feel like we got to unite as one against this, this horde of zombies of fucking morons coming at us when it comes to the, the MMA bros. We had so much drama starting off from Los Angeles, then going to Toronto, then going to Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Eric Kelly, where was you at? And then going out to London, man. It was crazy, dude. Like, I mean, uh, Floyd took a lot of heat in some of these press conferences. I'm surprised Connor didn't go um, to a little bit further depth. So uh, good for him with not bringing up some of the other stuff that's happened in Floyd's career. But I'll tell you what, man. Floyd Mayweather kicks facts, and he put this fucking guy in his place. 
And it just seemed to me that the public was so stupid to the fact that whenever Floyd would kick some facts, there was a little bit of silence. But whenever Connor would say something so stupid as, short your fucking mute, they go nuts. No one wants to hear that shit, man. Like, come on, Connor McGregor, man. You're, you're, you're obviously in a privileged position. Floyd Mayweather is about to feed you. He's about to feed you more than you ever ate in your entire life. And the, just the level of disrespect. I hope Floyd Mayweather knocks this motherfucker out in one round, but I won't be mad if Floyd Mayweather just toys him up and lumps him up for four or five rounds and gives him some, some scars in his face that he's not going to see in UFC because some of these guys in UFC, let's face it, they're D level, D minus level when it comes to boxing ability. And like I said, you're going against the, the gold standard when it comes to Floyd Mayweather Jr. Willa, what did you think about this press conference that's been taking over the world, as so to speak, because it's been everywhere when we talk about the May Mac 2017 World Tour? Oh, man. What, I think this was great. This was excellent, man. It reminded me of the old NWO days. Shout out to Outsiders Boxing Podcast. You know what I'm saying? This was great, even though I know these guys are yucking it up at the back. That's why I didn't get too, too personal. You know, it was just about the taxes and the reading and the, and the, uh, and money, you know, that was pretty much all he really had. And that's the reason why I didn't get too personal right. because their boy in the back and the, when it's all said and done, it's a lot of money being made. Um, I don't know how Connor, Connor's not hating a guy. When he's getting, I think I've heard, I'm not, you know, don't quote me on this, but like 70 mil, you know, if he gets $70 million, that's, uh, you know, and he's usually getting three to 10, you know, he did that. Yeah, real quick, let me say this. If they they said that if it breaks the Pacquiao pay-per-view buy record, he's getting a hundred million. So just want to caveat on that. So go ahead. Yeah, so probably so he's probably getting a hundred million dollars. So he loves Floyd Mayweather. So all this stuff is what it is. But <laughs> yeah. going just off the entertainment side, uh, Floyd always wins. You know, people are trying to say that Connor is the more popular guy, and people don't understand what who the the difference between a baby face and the main guy. You know, just because the crowd is with him, which he was, everybody's was is with Conor McGregor. At press conferences, LA was sort of oh, yeah. was sort of fifty fifty, but I think that's only because Conor McGregor stuck it up that first day. He didn't know what was going on, but oh you yeah, know, he was shook. He is the baby face, definitely, and the crowd loves him, and he's doing a good job. You know, I went into this not really liking the guy, but at the end of it, I did. You know, I sort of like the dude, and uh, not sort of like him. I like him. He's gonna get he's gonna get beat up, and it's gonna be pretty bad. But I think, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, as far as his character and as far as if this was – as far as his character and as far as the entertainment that he brings, he brings a lot to the table. So, you know, after this, he's got a, a another fan, even though I don't watch MMA, and I probably will never – well, I'm not going to say I don't watch it and never watch it, but I'm not really a fan of it. I'll probably watch his fight and check him out. And uh, that's what the whole plan was, was to get guys from – the other side to check out these guys and see if they like them. Nobody's ever going to like Floyd, you know, and, uh, and we know the reason why, because Floyd and Connor are the same person, the same people. I've said it before on uh, other podcasts that McGregor is Floyd's baby. He's one of Floyd guys that learned from Floyd Mayweather. 
they're doing what Floyd Mayweather did, does. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, there's a oh, reason yeah. why he's loved and the reason why Floyd's not, even though they're the same character, you know. Uh, but, we you know, know we won't get into that today. Yeah, we won't get into it, but we know what it is. Even though they're the same guy, people love this guy and hate this guy. But I think it's going to do big numbers. I think it's going to – it's probably will outsell Pacquiao because they're doing a great job of selling it. They're doing a great job, and I enjoyed it. But I had it 4-0. Um, I had it 4-0 for Floyd. You know, whenever your boss is sitting right there, and I can always go to, but your boss is right there, I win that round. That's how I feel every time, no matter what <laughs> yeah. you say. If you want to talk, especially when we're talking money, you know, because that's what he was talking about being fly and how he's got the money and look at his suit, but your boss isn't wearing the suit. You know what I'm saying? Floyd wasn't so. wearing the suit because the guys with money don't need to wear no suits. Look at Bill Gates. Exactly. He looks like, you know? So Floyd roasted exactly him. Floyd so. roasted him pretty good, man. I mean, he put him in his place. And, uh, you know, um, I don't like how they left Connor's mic on. I mean, when Connor is talking shit, cutting his promos, you didn't hear nothing from Floyd Mayweather because he allowed him his yeah. turn to talk. I mean, this is boxing. This ain't UFC where guys are just shouting back and forth at each other. That's where you kind of lose the class. And it's just like, I remember one fight or uh, one press conference I had seen for UFC where this guy was going back and forth to him. He said, don't talk about my mom, bro. Bro, don't talk about, like, just shut the fuck up. No one want to hear that. Let the guy cut his promo and then speak on it. It's just, it just, it shows a lack of class. And I think that uh, that's what made the LA press conference so much better was Connor getting his shit cut off because, you know, you got to learn, you got to know when to talk and when not to talk. But uh, no one wants to hear that. Like Connor saying he ain't going to do shit. Like, come on, man, this guy's going to be able to do whatever he wants to. So I don't really care about all that bullshit. But, you know, uh, yeah, I thought that was bullshit. put him in his place. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was thought, some bullshit shit. Yeah, without the microphone, uh, yeah, letting them keep the microphone on, I thought that was whack. But, you know, I guess that's what Connor got, in, I guess, in the. Uh, in the negotiations, they kept he, he's supposed to keep the mic on, but Floyd didn't get that, you know. But Floyd didn't want to do it either. It didn't look like he wanted to do it, but you know, it was no, all not at all, man. Great shit. No, most, most definitely, man. It was a it was a hell of a press conference. It looked like both guys were a little bit tired of each other going towards the end. Uh, in London, it was a little lackluster, but I mean. You know, it doesn't get no better than Conor McGregor in Brooklyn walking around topless and Floyd Mayweather dropping money on this guy like the stripper bitch that he is because you set yourself <laughs> up for that one, my man. He set himself up for that one, my man. It was a perfect time to make it rain off this motherfucker talking about these are only ones because that's all you worth, bitch. Floyd Mayweather put him yeah. in place any chance he got. <laughs> hey, definitely. Let me tell everybody, you know, they when he – pulled out that uh those two stacks of uh hundred dollar bills and said that it was only five thousand only about five G's. That's letting you know that Conor uh Conor McGregor is new to this money. He's talking a lot of money but he's new to this money. Because five G's is just what is that? That's just fifty hundred dollar bills. That's not a stack of that's not a stack, man. Yeah. That that was a big Good ass point. stack. That might have been 50, 60 G's, 70 G's right there. You know, like, come on, man. That was all hundred <laughs> big face bills. You know, people just laughing. It was easy work. I think it's going to be easy work. Um, you know, Floyd's probably going 16-0 in this, man. 
<laughs> Yo, excellent point, my man. Because yeah, anybody who ever held up a rack, you already know it's not that fucking thick. And you talk about five thousand. Yeah, you new to this money, Connor. He's new to this fucking money. And uh, you know what, man? It's been a hell of a press tour. I'm just ready for the fight. Um, you know, it's coming up real soon. We got about six weeks before we get to see this sideshow event where we get to see all these MMA bros shut their fucking mouth because this my my dude Floyd Mayweather Jr. is back to the money. Filthy rich Floyd Mayweather with all this shit talking. And I'm a fan of it, man. I've been waiting for this shit. But, um, you know, we're coming up towards the end of our hour right now. And um, Hold looking on, RT, forward ahead. Can, uh, let's get, we got a caller. You want to get to the caller? Okay. We got a little more time. Yeah, the yeah. Last time, so we can go. Okay. Let's, uh, okay, yeah. That's what's up. Let's see what's good. Five, six, one. Yeah, what's good, fellas? Yeah, I've been I've been with y'all since OTG, and now I'm here with y'all because I see that y'all boys got y'all own show now. Appreciate oh, it, man. what's good, my man? What's good? Everything's lovely, man. You know, been busy working on, you know, a couple high-rises, doing, like, security cameras and networks, and also, you know, also working on putting security cameras in, like, about 20 different, like, project buildings here and there, you know what I'm saying? I've been pretty busy, you know, and I got the whole clothing line thing and my design thing that I'm doing right now, so I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, been super busy, but you know, it happens. Nah, man, if you ain't busy, you ain't doing something right. So ETS sounds like you're doing it the right way, my man, getting in getting in all your work hey, that man. you got going on, man. You know, you're doing it right, my man. I appreciate that, fellas. Yo, um, I was going to say, um, Mayweather McGregor is going to be like um, the Great White Hype. That's what it's going to be. Exactly. I can't wait for... <laughs> I, I can't wait for Triple G versus Canelo because I'm going to actually go to the theater and watch that, and I'll pay to watch that, and it's um, unified. And I'm looking forward for Terrence Crawford versus um, Ndongo. Winner of that is undisputed light welterweight champion. We haven't seen that in, like, decades. Yep, yep. And, um, and I'm looking forward for Anthony Joshua to get into the ring right now, if you know what I'm saying, because, you know, currently Anthony Joshua is the man because he beat Klitschko. And he's got the majority of the belts now. So right now it's all on um, who's he going to fight next, if he's going to fight um, Klitschko or if he's going to fight either Polar or Ortiz. Whichever one he fights, I'll be fine with. But I think, honestly, Zymer Klitschko needs to retire because he hasn't been the same since um, Emmanuel Stewart because Jonathan Banks um, sets him up for failure. You know what I'm saying? Because... I think, in my opinion, Jonathan Banks is a racist, in my opinion. So he's like, hey, Klitschko, Ooh. you go in there, take like 10 punches to the face, and then throw like a one-two. You know what I'm saying? He's giving them bad advice in the damn corner. I'm like, dude, if that was Stewart in his corner, those guys that he fought after he passed away, he would have finished them all by either knockout or late stoppage. And he wouldn't have been getting hit so many damn times. Yeah, what kind of advice is that, man? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> you set him up to That's like when um when freaking um when Arturo Gotti had his last fight, like a long ass time ago, and Mickey Ward was his training. He said the same thing to him as well. Like, yo, get in there and take like about ten hits and then throw one two. I'm like, no, <laughs> dude, you don't fucking do that shit. You set the man up for fucking failure, and he's gonna be freaking deepity and not freaking be able to see or talk to his kids. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that shit. Oh, man. 
I'm just being real. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you, man. <laughs> we know how it is, man. I mean, uh, you're yeah. talking about some of these fights. Um, well, 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 one thing that I want to ask you on that we're coming up forward to is Mikey Garcia, Adrian Broner, real quick, how you feel about that? Because we got other calls coming in. Talk to me, ETF. Yeah, that's, that's a good fight right there. It's I don't know how Mikey Garcia will do at light welterweight, but I think he honestly will probably beat Adrian Broner because he's got the pedi- better pedigree. But, you know, it depends if Adrian Broner decides to show up. He's like, to me, Broner's nowadays like the modern-day Zab Judah. You know what I'm saying? He shows up, and then sometimes he doesn't show up. Just like Smith didn't show up against all my boy Salvin Barrera, even though I think he may be the illegitimate son of Marlon Williams. Let you know. It happens. <laughs> uh, no, I feel, it. Yeah. I feel it, my man. Well, shit, man, it's good hearing from you, ETF, man. I mean, we go back to the OTGJs, man. And um, shit, man, if you could join us on, uh, on most of these times we have these going. I know I told you about it last time, and it's uh, it's getting moving. Now that me and Willa got this whole wave riding, we're just trying to get it bigger and bigger and bigger, and hopefully we could get this shit rolling with the uh, – with some of the people that we know inside and out. And, you know, if we keep some great people, correspondents that are more knowledgeable that, you know, that we always kept in tight with, like yourself calling in here and breaking down some facts, hey, we need that, man. So let's keep this shit rolling. And you know it's good to hear from you, my man. Absolutely, man. You know, I've actually I've always supported OTG when they were coming up. And anybody else part of that I've supported, you know what I'm saying, the ones that were cool. The one that I didn't really like too much was that that one cat, Big Time Timmy. That was the only cat that I didn't like, and he was out of OTG for good. But um, you know, Doug was always cool with me. But you know, you guys have been cool with me and shit. So as long as y'all respect me, I respect y'all, and we gonna go with them. You know what I'm saying? And as long as we all support each other, that's all I give a fuck about. You know. Most definitely, most definitely, man. Well, we know what's, what's going down, man. Next week we'll have some shit going down. We're um, coming up to the end of the hour right now. We'll see if we can go to some other callers and see if they want to get some lasting opinions on whether it's the fights this week or some of the sideshow attraction that we had going up. Who we got coming up next, Will? 310, you on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. What's up? Three one zero. that's like the, like the smell A area code, huh? What's going on, man? 310, talk to me. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it's definitely LA. But hey, they ain't picking. Must be on mute, man. Oh yeah, you know, some of these LA guys, man. He must be watching some Lonzo ball highlights and getting getting uh his his uh his uh lotion, lotion on and going in there. So <laughs> <laughs> he must be getting hyped for that bullshit, but you know, all right, well, gave him a chance. Some dude that was talking crazy to me on Twitter. I wanted to see if he got some bullshit to say. But, uh, yeah, no, it is what it is. I mean, we ain't going to beg nobody to get on here. So uh, it's just some of those Conor McGregor fans that you hear coming out the closet, out the woodworks. It's just like, well, shit, if you got something to say, bring it over here, man, and we'll barbecue that ass because that whole MMA shit, that's that that's that funny style stuff that we ain't really, Hello? We ain't really rocking with none of that. Yo, we got Yo, we got, we got somebody there? 310, is you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, what's going on, man? How you feeling? You on the oh, you you on the outside of the boxing podcast. Talk to me, my man. What's up? Dance for me. <laughs> What'd you say? 
I said, dance for me, boy. <laughs> oh, no. We got a, he, this is the Connor boy is talking about. Okay, what's up, my man? How you feeling about that press conference, man? Talk to me, bro. Well, fourth round KO. <laughs> for Mayweather? This guy is trolling. <laughs> you're, you're a troll, fourth bro. Round. I'm I'm asking you I'm asking you Fourth round KO You're talking about Mayweather right Because You don't think You don't believe Conor gonna win by knockout Do you That's a fact That's a fact Oh my goodness (laughs) Must be something in the water Must be something in the water Out there my man I don't know where you're coming up With this kind of stuff right here bro How is a novice How is a novice How's a novice going to beat the best to ever do it in the last 21 years? Motherfucker, 21 years. <laughs> 21 years of running. <laughs> oh, man. Willa. <laughs> These MMA guys, Willa, they're, they're, they're out there, my man. Yeah, I hear him, man. He's doing a lot of giggling, you know. These L.A. guys, I don't really, you know, I don't really fuck yeah. with them like that. It's got my brother out there. Shout out to D2. But, you know, these may, uh, these uh, MMA fans, you know, they have no idea what boxing Damn. is all about. And I remember, you know, <laughs> in the real world, hey, let me tell you, hey, in the real world, when you fight a guy, you, you fight him, you fight him with your fist. And when you go to wrestling, they usually say you're a bitch and they, you know, they pick Who you up this? and stuff like that, you know. This is the king, Will of the this? king. Uh, you're on the outside of boxing podcast. I'm just letting you know that in boxing, you got to defend yourself with your hands like the man. You see what I'm saying? There it is. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the host it's the host with the motion with Jeff who got it best, man. I don't know what you talking about over there, Mr. Three One O. But you obviously kinda of funny style over here laughing about this McGregor joke. 'Cause he's a fucking he's a circus clown like Floyd said. And Floyd made it rain on him and made him his bitch that night. You just need to get you need to wake up and take a shower, my man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, we cut that guy off. He was had something going on in the background. Uh, I think he's high. <laughs> high, yeah. high, high, on child. <laughs> high on chives. Oh, uh, yeah. Out Shout out to the Irish stoner. Yeah, high on chives right there, huh? <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, no, that's what it's talking about. Surprised, man. I'm surprised at some of these MMA guys, man. Like, a lot of these are really sipping the juice. Like, a lot of people are really believing. Like, one one thing I want to ask you, Will, we're watching this uh, this World Press Tour. One guy uh, that is unusual to the Showtime commentary, not Mauro Ronaldo, not Pauli Malignaggi, but this uh, Brandon Schwab, whoever the fuck that guy is. Uh, have you noticed that guy on the Showtime set? Yeah, yeah, I don't know who it is. He was the guy like, oh, 10-8 round, Connor, for like the second one. It was like, come on, this guy was just – they had to get some guy out there to sort of sell it, you know. They, you know, they had to do that. Oh, I didn't know who he was first. I thought it was like, I thought it was BJ Flores for some reason, and then they were talking <laughs> about MMA. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right, who is this dude? But yeah, he was just there to ride Connor's team. You know, that's what he was there to. Right, and hard. You know. He's waving the Con- he's waving the Connor flag hard. He's like the leader of all these guys, like the three one zero call we just had. This, yeah. That guy, I mean. 
whoever the fuck Brandon Schwab is, I don't know who he is, but this guy is just like, even after the Brooklyn show, he's like, I don't know, man. I think Connor got him. I'm like, who? this guy is trolling. Yeah, like, like that guy, you know, call it like he's about to go thirsty. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. Like, he had the whole fuckboy haircut and all that. And, I mean, you know, 310, the 310 caller just called me a troll. But if anybody's trolling, I mean, this guy is actually believing that Connor is going to win rounds. He, is, he was speaking on that. People are going to be like, oh, uh, I don't know, man. People are going to be like, at the end of a fight, who won that round? I think Connor did. It's like, uh, obviously, he must be an MMA enthusiast to be believing this bullshit. But he's got people who fucking believe in the hype train that's going on, my man. What the fuck is that? Hey, that's what he's there to do, man. What was the guy's name again? Uh, I think it was Brandon Schwab, some shit like that. Brandon Schwab. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what he does. I've never heard of him. But, you know, he, he was there to do his job. He was to make guys like that say, what the fuck is this dude talking about? And to make people on the other side say, hell yeah, he's right. You know, they had to have, uh, you know, they got the middle <laughs> yeah. guy. They got Polly. Polly, who didn't do a good I don't know what Polly was doing, but I guess Polly was more of the centrist out there. So he was sort of – he was still trying to act like um, McGregor had a chance, even though Polly knows better than that. But, you know, so it was all in all a good promotion by Showtime. I watched it uh, the first three days live because I, I had time. So um, – and I cracked up every day. Uh, it was great. And I give Show, Showtime an A-plus for that. I'm probably still not buying the fight, but – I might. You're not going to watch the fight live, Willis? No, I'm going to watch it. I said buy it. I'm going to watch it, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. you know, uh, hopefully you know how I'm to work the fire it. stick for that one. No, nah, I won't watch it on the fire stick. You know that fire stick, is, that live on the fire stick is a little grainy, dog. So this one I will at least pay a little yeah, respect yeah. to. At least want to see it 1080. At least give me 1080. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, the, the fire stick was fucking with me yesterday too when I was trying to watch the uh, uh, the uh, HBO fights yesterday because my I was watching it at my boy's house and you know his cheap ass shout out to Andrew Garcia who ain't got no he's got the basic cable box <laughs> with all that bullshit so um, shit man I mean uh, I want to see it and if anybody who knows me from back in the days knows that I got my illegal cable so I'm all, I'm only spending 25 bucks on this pay-per-view so fuck anybody who thinks I'm spending 100 dollars on this shit because we all know the side show it is but for me I just want to see that clown go to sleep and ain't no bullshit dance for me boy none of that shit going down all that shit that he said and then especially the comments about the Apollo or about uh Rocky 3 with the Apollo Creed gym talking about the the monkeys dancing and whatnot like, yo, fuck, how the fuck this guy get away with this shit, man? Like, if anybody else were to say some funny shit like this, man, like, I mean, guys got to get ridiculed for certain shit like that. But Conor McGregor, it's like, it's all cookies and cream and rainbows and sunshine for this guy when it comes out to the public. I mean, you heard about that corny-ass shit that he said in Brooklyn. For anybody who thinks he's racist, he's half black from the belly button down. Like, come on, man, that's some corny-ass shit. Nobody want to hear Conor McGregor talking that punk shit, man. That's why I was surprised, Willow, when you said you're a fan of the guy because, I mean, he said some fucking borderline racist shit that I felt like Colin Kaepernick would put his cape on to go defend up against. He probably would, though, but this is, like I said, this, I mean, this is a, this is a character that he's playing. So, you know, am I going to hang out with the dude? Probably not. Do I think he's racist? I don't know. <laughs> I know Floyd ain't doing nothing about it. 
I'm pretty sure him and Floyd are talking. Um, when he probably said, dance for me, boy, uh, that probably slipped out. Was it racist? Was it not? I'm not sure. I have no idea. But when everybody took it to that next level, I think Floyd and him said, hey, race sells. Even if they might have said that when he said, dance for me, boy, they're trying to sell this fight. So, you know, I'm not taking it personal. I'm just taking it as a character, of, you know, and I like him as a character. Doesn't mean he's a no, good dude. It's just entertainment. You look at it that way, yeah. If you look at yeah. it that way, for sure, it's the, the entertainment value. And, yeah, he's a he's a really good WWE character. Like, he really – I feel like he really does believe the shit that he says. Like, if, if, if for the most part, like, I think – he really believes he could beat Floyd Mayweather. I don't think that he's saying this stuff out of his ass. Like, I really do believe that this guy thinks that, I mean, Brandon Schwab, Brandon Schaub, whatever the fuck his name is, was comparing things that Conor McGregor did to guys like Eddie Alvarez or Eddie Bravo, whatever the fuck his name is. But you're talking about Eddie Bravo against Floyd Mayweather. Talking about... Eddie Bravo is on the Mount Rushmore of UFC. And I don't know, man. He knocked him out when he called it in two rounds. And if you heard, he called four rounds against Floyd. He's the Mystic Mac. He calls out when he's going to win. Yo, fuck you, Brandon Schaub. No one want to hear that bullshit, man. And you, it, it's just crazy. Like, you know, he's like, oh, I don't know, man. He knocked out Jose Aldo in 15 seconds. Who the fuck is that? Exactly. I didn't but, get it, but, you know, he's getting his people hyped. You know, that's what he's supposed to do. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not discrediting anything that went down. It was it was a promotional run, and they were there to promote right, the right, fight. Right. And they did a good job. And then you check it out. And then on, uh, what is that? Was it, is it HBO? So HBO, they're saying how the fight is a joke. Max Kellerman is killing the fight. On the other hand, you know, they're hating. So I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's going to affect the sales or not. But one side is selling we'll it, see how it goes, selling, the other side is hating on it on live TV. So we'll see. We'll see how it is, man. But, you know, like we said earlier, we're coming up to the final moments of our show. Um, it's a beautiful Sunday out, 344 my time out here in Central California. We got the rest of the day to be blessed with the ones we care about and love. And if anybody knows, anybody following me knows life's good because I'm over here. I'm over here doing it. You see me out there winning with white women, so it's all good out here. But um, for the most part, I just want to <laughs> I just want to thank everybody for tuning hey, in. Hey, oh, hold on, uh, hold on. We had a go ahead. We had a last minute caller. Let's get him in real quick. Uh, okay, eight four okay, three. You on the outside of the boxing podcast? Uh-oh. Make it quick. Eight, Don't four, suck. Don't eight four three. Me. Hold eight, four, up. Low, low. What's yo. up? Damn, my fault. Oh, what's up, up from the A43? What's going on, man? A43, yeah, I All keep right. on forgetting about that, dog. I'm wondering about A43. D, what's up, D? Yeah, what's happening, man? Yeah, uh, hey, you know, hey, we got to embrace this shit, man, because it's going to happen. The fight's going to happen, man. Listen, just, a, you know, yeah, he said some fucked up shit. Uh, that people, I can see people taking it, uh, you know, as being racist. But from what I've talked, see, I'd like to get a Patty's opinion from, from what I've been told. I never hear Patty say, boy. Uh, I never hear Patty say nothing about no monkeys. But I was told, uh, reading a little bit online, that that's how they talk. Irish people, some of them. 
Sound like you get paying these probably guys. probably rifle on us. You know? <laughs> probably racist. Hey, but you got to think now. Who the hell is giving him any shot? Truth be known, man, Floyd probably told him, uh, say something fucked up. You got to, you know, let's try to push this shit to the highest limit. You know, let's, we got to get as much pay-per-view buys. And it might have been, oh, you, you think know, they, something they you, talked about. You think they're man. working it? You think they're working it like wrestling, deed working in the Well, I look at it, yeah. I look at it like this. I would think that Floyd would have flipped shit and, like, snapped off. Like, he played the, you know, I don't give a shit. Say whatever you want to say. Kind of like, you know, that's what makes me think maybe he was in on a little bit of this stuff that came out of McGregor's mouth. You know? Uh, The whole book bag thing. I'm convinced that. Floyd probably said, listen, say something about the book bag. I can't read, you know, uh, that kind of, you know, who knows, man? Who knows, man? Uh, they're pushing the hell out of this uh, circus. Uh, me and Simon back and forth on the regular, and Simon say I give him 1%. 1%. I give him anywhere from 10 or 15%. That's the you same know? thing, dude. I mean, Oh, Seattle time, he gets hey, 4%, huh? Hey, you know, let's look at it like this, man. Uh, he could take a punch. And Floyd Floyd ain't got that punch. Punching power like that no more, man. I don't think he do. Man. He, he wins the he punch. He could take a punch he sees. Huh? I said he could take yeah. punches coming around that he look, that he's looking at, that he sees him coming. So he can right. chin up. You know, Victor Ortiz hey, thought thought he wasn't going to go sleep. Take, he can take an ass. He didn't see it coming. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, I think he's going to be an ass man. I think Floyd's going to win 16, 16 to uh, 16 0. He won the first, he won every promo date, and he's going to win all 12 rounds. Bad no, he ain't win all them things now. Come on, you come think on, it, come you on. Think it come goes on, 12 come rounds, on, Willis? Willis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is probably, you know, let's say we're gonna save this for for the fight date, you know. But you know, okay, okay. As yeah, of yeah, now, sure, I'm sure. saying sixteen zero. Damn, battery. I'm thinking battery. I'm thinking eight zero. Hey, if he don't do nothing less, hey, he, dude, that shit should be so dominant. Like I'm on the phone with uh, Black, Kevin Black, and uh, uh, that old joke. He don't think. Him. Hey, he don't think uh, he don't think Floyd's gonna. I mean, uh, McGregor's gonna land anything flush. Y'all see him landing anything flush? I see him landing something flush now. Whether it do any not damage, me. probably not. <laughs> not me neither. Yeah. They just want to see. Hey, they just want to see Floyd get punched Now I'm I'm way older than both of y'all. Y'all don't think by any chance. And hell, like, could we be staring down the barrel of another Buster Douglas? No way in hell. Type shit. The RC Floyd throwing the fight? Possibly. No. Hell no. Hey, he loves, I he love that all of that, man. Hey, I, hey I'm from old school, man. He's, he's at the end of his career. Hey, he's at the end of his career. Why not go without with two... The biggest bang that you're gonna ever have, that you're gonna have. Both of these fights, if there is a second fight, would sell more probably than 
any, all of Floyd's fights combined. These two fights right here. So think about that shit for a minute. Hey, Floyd might throw this fucking fight, man. Tell me you wouldn't think about mm. doing it. I mean, no, when it comes to fuck a record. Fuck a record. Well, I say that too. No. But, okay, I wonder how true. See, this, hey, this is something we got to do on a regular, man. Uh, let's try to do these shows. Uh, maybe have two or three more of them before leading up to the thing. But uh, the whole uh, him being, uh, Floyd being, you know, I just, man, this is weird. Press conferences, right? Y'all didn't find that shit super weird the way each one of them went? Yeah, they were funny. Just weird yeah, to me, The way Floyd was acting. All this is making me think something is up with this damn fight, man. <laughs> hey, it was turning yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It was fuck the fuck, fuck the boxing world. Fuck the boxing world. This is gonna turn the, the 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 world in general upside down, man. If this dude pulls this shit off. Oh man. <laughs> well. Uh... <laughs> Willa, 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 man. I, we know that Floyd cares about that O more than anything. The only thing, I mean, that's how it's the only always thing he been. does care about is the O and the money. Which one's more important? Right. And that's no, how we I see this guy. His whole empire is built on uh, the money team. So, <laughs> this shit crazy, yeah. man. I don't think at, yeah. at any chance that he's going to throw this fight. He's a uh, 49 to 0. He's going. He wants that O, um, and throwing is is acting like uh, during some interviews that he's old and that Connor hasn't a chance. You know, that's hey, about for it. All us boxing, all us real boxing fans, for all our sake. Uh, I hope you're right, Willa. Yo, what about? Lot... Uh, hold on, D. Mm-hmm. What about what about mm-hmm. boxer Jesse Vargas, who came out uh, earlier claiming that Conor McGregor has already been knocked out in sparring? Jesse probably Vargas has. putting that on there. Yeah, probably has, man. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised some video don't start floating up here within the next couple of weeks. You know? Dude, he has don't you stuff, like that, uh, stuff like that. Stuff like that. agree on that. He, he, has, he has zero. Huh? I'm sorry. He's like, no, I'm saying... Don't you think some of the stuff that, if that comes out, like if some of those things, like the video and all that we're talking about, will take away from the pay per view sales? And like honestly, I think this this fight should no, pass no, I really out. don't, man. No. Let's, let's look what's happening. I'm sure you don't read threads. I, I've been reading a lot of them shit. You gotta ask. That's where you make any money. People talking about Floyd the B side, but you really want to break down the crunching numbers, man. I guarantee you, probably eighty percent of people that's buying this shit. Maybe a little less. Maybe I say at least seventy-five percent of people are buying us are MMA people. Right, right, right. There and is that alone, show. you got, you got, you got to say McGregor's the A side for that right there. Man, so, fuck Conor McGregor. He ain't no A side. Yeah. That's why we got this bitch in the boxing ring, like Floyd Mayweather said. But ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get cut out. We gotta go. It has been live, loving every minute of it, talking to all my boys, even the little troll from the three one zero. You know, we'll see you again, sucker. Um, life is good. D from the 843 ETF from out in Florida, even LA, Houston, Texas, out here in Central California. Life is good with white women. I'm telling you right now, we will be back to you next week covering the Adrian Broner versus Mikey Garcia fight. The outsiders of boxing, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your boxing week, and we'll be back to you sooner than later.
We out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.